Before we get started with today's podcast, I want to take this opportunity to ask you when the last time it was that you changed out the air filter in your home. Now, would you believe that most people don't change out their air filters monthly or even know that they have to change them out monthly or until they realize that something is actually wrong with their HVAC system? That's why I want to introduce to you Second Nature Air Filters. Now, what's so special about them? Not only are they effective at capturing the dust, pollens, the molds, uh, you know, the, the bacteria, but they also help reduce the energy usage of your HVAC system up to 15% and avoid costly repairs whenever it matters the most. But let's be real. The real reason you're not changing your air filters, duh, is because you forget half the time. You're like how I used to be. That's why I went with Second Nature Air Filters. Second Nature has created a subscription plan to send your home's air filters each month right to your door, which forces you to change out your old air filters before the new one arrives, keeping your air clean and your HVAC system in working condition. I've certainly noticed that regular replacement of my home's air filters has reduced the amount of dust flying around in my place, but has also reduced how much I've been sneezing in my place. Before, I was changing out my air filter every three months and I was sneezing constantly. Now that I change out my filter monthly, I hardly ever sneeze. This is all thanks to Second Nature's filter subscription plan, and it's the one delivery that I actually look forward to every month. Get started with Second Nature Air Filters today with my referral link at thepodcasttherapist.com slash second nature. Mixdown Media Productions. When you're one unbalanced piece of audio from losing your shit. This is The Podcast Therapist. Welcome back to another episode of The Podcast Therapist. I'm your host, The Shan Man, radio broadcaster, podcaster, and podcast producer. Today is February 2nd of 2021. It feels as though New Year's Eve, Christmas, Thanksgiving, and Halloween, they were just yesterday. But now here we are already into February. Valentine's Day is coming up here real soon. Today, I want to share with you a friend of mine. Uh, Her name is Amanda Valentine, and it was all part of an interview that I did in 2020. And it was in December of 2020 when I was preparing to launch this podcast. And I felt it would be important to share Amanda with you because not only is Amanda a podcaster, but she also comes from the radio broadcasting world. And as you have heard in my previous episodes, whether it be with Mac Watson or my friend Seth Ressler, the idea of bringing radio broadcasters to talk about their podcasting experience, I thought would be uh, highly detrimental to understanding that there are differences, obvious differences between podcasting and radio broadcasting. But I also wanted to bridge the gap between the two Uh, industries themselves because there are a lot of similarities between the two different industries. Uh, You know, we we talk about podcasts in the form of, say, like comedy podcasts or whether we see uh, storytelling podcasts or true crime podcasts, and podcasting takes on these different forms. But when you hear Amanda's story today about why she created a podcast and her why behind her podcast, then I think it can hopefully inspire you or maybe open up uh, the clouds into the sky so that maybe you have been uh, blocked by something that has been holding you back and maybe she needed to rephrase it for you so that you can understand what maybe your purpose is behind your podcast. Maybe it's something that I said 
that just hasn't really resonated with you. Maybe you just need to hear from someone else. And I'm hoping that Amanda can do that for you today. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about the power behind remaining consistent with your podcast and what it does, how it relates really back to her very own podcast itself. And we'll be talking about whether or not now uh, podcasting daily or weekly is more important to her or not and what it can do for you. We'll even explore topics such as the lessons that she has learned from radio and taken into podcasting and what she thinks could be maybe more beneficial for you as a podcaster and whether or not you should post bad episodes. We all had those episodes where we just think, oh my God, that sucks. I'm not even going to post that. She's going to share with you why she posts her bad episodes and whether or not audiograms are super useful or not. There's a revelation that she had behind audiograms I think that you would want to hear. And lastly, we're going to jump into this idea of podcasting and entrepreneurship. Amanda has created her own line of merchandise, a story which I think you need to hear to see how she fell into that whole element of monetizing off of her podcast. When we talk about monetizing our podcast, we are not just monetizing the podcast. We are monetizing off of the podcast. So I want to share this story, or I want Amanda to share her story, hopefully to provide some inspiration or maybe gather some ideas inside of your own head. Write notes. Take notes while you're listening to this episode. There might be something that uh, that triggers or sparks some form of inspiration for you. So I, I recommend that you listen and then listen again, like I always say within my podcast. If you're learning something from my podcast, then you probably should take notes on a second pass or maybe even just take notes on the first pass. I don't know. However you learn best. So without wasting any more of your time, let's jump into our interview today with Amanda Valentine coming up here shortly. The Podcast Therapist. Right now, you might be in the middle of the research phase of launching your podcast. Maybe you've gotten some equipment, signed up for a Zoom account, and have recorded a few podcast episodes. But what steps do you need to take when it comes to a successful podcast launch? Would you believe the biggest mistake podcasters make is the launch sequence? Seriously, just like a space shuttle has a sequence to put astronauts into space, podcasts have sequences to put a podcast in the marketplace successfully. That's why I created the Podcast Launch Checklist. After helping numerous clients build their podcasts, I developed a step-by-step guide to help podcast creators just like you have a clean launch sequence without wasting time. The Podcast Launch Checklist is a 12-step sequence that walks you through the pre-launch, mid-launch, and post-launch process with specific steps and instructions that will save you time. If you're tired of walking around in the dark trying to figure out everything that comes with a podcast launch, you can grab the Podcast Launch Checklist today. Visit thepodcasttherapist.com slash PLC and use the code PODTHERAPIST, all one word, to get 25% off this checklist today. It's time for the mixed app. The Podcast Therapist. Welcome back, and we are going to get to Amanda here real quick, but I want to remind you that today's episode 
was recorded using StreamYard. Now, what is StreamYard? Well, StreamYard is a video and audio recording platform where you can create seamless recordings of your podcast, uh, your podcast interviews, or maybe just stream them live to multiple platforms. You can use LinkedIn, you could use YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Periscope, and you can create live events around your podcast interviews if you're doing video podcasting. In this particular case with Amanda, we just recorded it, and what I was able to do is I was able to go into StreamYard, pull down the video and the audio, and use it as repurposable content to promote my episode with Amanda. I've done this with previous episodes before, and this comes in really handy if you're trying to create micro content. If you want to learn more about StreamYard through my affiliate link, check out thepodcasttherapist.com slash StreamYard. Amanda, thank you so much for joining me today on The Podcast Therapist. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk to you. Ah, yeah, and thank you so much for accepting my invite. I mean, you're like what you're the second interview that I have uh, scheduled out. So uh, this is an honor for me. I mean, it's huge. Oh, same. I'm excited. That <laughs> it was someone that you even just thought of. I didn't know I was number two. Awesome. You're number. T- yeah, you're like number two. I guess it would be like Clay Aiken. Everyone wanted Clay Aiken to win, right? <laughs> That's the first time I've ever been referred to as Clay Aiken. <laughs> yeah, you're my, you're the Clay Aiken to my Ruben Stuttered. How about that? <laughs> wow, what a pull. <laughs> so it's very cool to have you on. And like I said, I want to talk to you today. And just so the audience understands and knows that you are someone who has been podcasting since I believe 2017. And there was a whole... I guess, process that went through that. We can go through some of that process, but uh, I really want to break down where this all started from and how you can help a podcaster kind of get that confidence. I want to jump into some of those stories. And so when we talk about starting the podcast, um, you started this in 2017. What was the catalyst that got you started with your podcast? It's called uh, Pound This Podcast. It, 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 it focuses on helping others uh, with a weight loss journey and whatnot. So I'm going to let you go from there and take the reins. Yeah, well, I mean, where it really started is just because I, I've worked in radio um, all of my adult life. It's all I wanted to do. And I just the reason why I fell in love with radio when I was a kid and why I wanted to work in it is based off connections. So it's never that I was really into the music or I wanted to be like some quasi celebrity or anything like that. It's just for me growing up, there was a morning show I listened to on the radio um, in St. Louis called Stephen DC. And I was obsessed with them (laughs) because I was not a popular kid at all, um, which will go into my weight loss journey. I was like, you know, fat, funny, awkward kid. Um, and so my friendship felt like from the radio, like I like felt I like I knew these people. I, I mean, I just, I love them at the time. This is going to date me. Um, when I left for school in the morning, I put a cassette in and hit record so I could record the morning show while I was at school for 90 minutes and then come home and listen to the morning show and fast forward through all the commercials and all that crap. So, cause I just felt this connection with them, which is what, I went into radio for is like, I want to be that connection for someone else. And which is also why I really, really love podcasting. So I started listening to podcasts around 2009, 2010. Um, Still my favorite podcast um, is Keith and the Girl, which is one of the very first podcasts who actually Mark Maron stole the idea to start his podcast Uh from Fun Fact. So I've, I've always just like, loved the, the the concept of 
feeling a connection and like knowing, like feeling like even though you're technically strangers, feeling close to someone and like, you know them. And so for me, um, I started this podcast, the technically started the very end of 2017, beginning of 2018. So I've been doing it for, for three years now, um, because I had been overweight my whole life and I yo-yo dieted for a decade. And then finally around nine years ago, it started as a new year's resolution to just live a, a life that felt more like me, um, which I, I can get all into that if you really want me to. Mm. But um, so from there, I lost over 100 pounds, completely changed my life, went from never even going outside for a walk to summiting mountains, to running marathons, to, I mean, just completely flipped around my life. And I know that a lot of people had mentioned that to me and talked to me about it. And um, it's something that's hard to do on a traditional terrestrial radio because, I mean, I was on a country station for a long time. I was on multiple country stations. I've moved all around the country and it's hard to be like, I binge ate pizza today and I cried. Here's Luke Bryan. And so <laughs> yeah. it, it became a, a conversation where I started writing a blog about it and it went better than I thought it was going to. And um, the dis discussion came up at the radio station I was working with at the time of, you know, podcasting was becoming more of a thing within the radio company. And I prefer talking to writing. I'm not a writer. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, can I start a podcast? It's just me and not my radio show podcast, one that's focused on health and fitness and weight loss because it is that is my life. Like it's something that I care deeply about and something I really am passionate about helping other people through because it's difficult and people tend to not talk about the really ugly parts of it. And so they're like, if you want to do all the extra work, like go ahead. And I'm like, right. and I will. And so it originally started where I had the intention of like, oh, I'm going to do like one or two of these a month, whatevs. And from there, it ended up being five episodes a week for a couple years. And just through COVID around May or so, I backed it down to three episodes a week. So now I'm doing three episodes a week. That's incredible. And, and when when you started the podcast and um, you started ramping up the amount of episodes that you wanted to start releasing, how did you kind of prepare yourself for that I guess that onslaught of scheduling out so many podcast interviews because you were doing them in person. And I know this is something that really uh, is it, it's a lot of podcasters struggle with it. They go, wow, I can only do one podcast a week. Like that's all I can do. You're a straight up juggernaut when it comes down to that. Like how do you mentally prepare yourself on the inside to say, I'm going to do this amount of podcasts. Well, I, I, I do want to preface it by saying if you do one a week or one a month, that's fine. I think that you have to have a realistic conversation with yourself about how much you really want to do this. And I'd say give something a shot first before you really commit. Like you don't want to be like, hey, I think I can do five episodes a week and then advertise it and then, you know, not, not give what you promise. So I feel like for me, um, I just felt like I had so much to say and there was so much content. And I'd say that the, the turning point to decide to go to three episodes or five episodes a week was um, I ended up started with like one or two a week. I wasn't very consistent with it. And I felt like 
that I was missing the mark on that because I was just kind of finding my footing at first, which again, again, it's not going to be like jumping to know exactly what you want to do right away. Right. Knowing what you can do, knowing what you're motivated to do and what you enjoy doing because the, the first moment it becomes work and it's not fun, you're going to bail. Um, so I, what, what the changing moment was for me, so I had just kind of been all over the map from January 2018 till July, I think I went to um, podcast movement. So being at that conference was really helpful. In one of the sessions I sat in, they talked about the importance of having a daily podcast of becoming a, a daily routine in someone's life. And I knew that because of working in radio, like you have your benchmarks and you talk about the same thing because you are just become a pattern in someone's life and they choose that pattern. So I was like, well, that makes sense can I bounce into five episodes a week? Do I have enough stuff to talk about? Is this a realistic thing without killing myself? And so the choice I made was not all of them were interviews. Um, the the thing I started at that point was I started doing episodes called The Daily Weigh-In, where I kind of started an Instagram in tandem with my podcast too, so they could promote each other. Like they're kind of like a machine where they just they complement each other very well. Right. And I don't think that one would be successful without the other. So I would mine my Instagram following of like, what are your health and weight loss questions? And then I would take those individual questions and answer them one by one in the podcast. So then some episodes were 10 minutes long of me just answering one question. Some episodes were deeper dives into, into interviews and whether, I don't know if this is the, you know, the correct approach or not, but my approach with doing that was having so many episodes and so many different things in each one is if it is daily or I have more of a more episodes per week, people have something to choose from. Some people just want those 10 minute episodes and great. You have things to choose from. Some people want a deep dive interview. You have that to choose from. So it's kind of like almost a la carte mm-hmm. of you can pick which kind of own journey you want within my own podcast of, do you just want questions answered? Do you want to hear something? Which I always feel like the episodes where I just talk about myself, I'm like, who wants to hear about crap about me? And those are my most successful episodes. Right. So it's like, it's a balance between kind of, and I still do that between the three of them, which again, I don't know if that's correct, but it doesn't matter because I'm making the rules of, I'm sure if you go to a conference, or whatever, you talk to other podcasters, everybody's going to have their idea of what's correct, of just do interviews and stick to interviews or just do this and stick to this. And I kind of don't do that. So I don't know if I'd be more successful if I did or if well, I didn't. I don't know. <laughs> I, think you as, I think you as a radio broadcaster, this is why I wanted to bring in my friends who are in radio broadcasting is because we, um, you say, you know, I don't know if there's rules or not, but we as radio broadcasters kind of we we know the rules enough to know when to break them really totally and i i feel like i i borrow things that i have learned in radio but also things that i feel like are anti-radio so the things that i brought into podcasting one of the things that i love so much about podcasting because um well i mean just i quit my radio job at the end of 2019 to pursue this Mm full-time but because i i do listen to almost exclusively podcasts and so that's just kind of what I listen to and what, um, you know, what I enjoy and what I, I take from it. So I feel like one of the things that I do because of my radio background is I do very minimal editing. I'm not doing, it doesn't sound like you're listening to the daily or to this American life or anything like that, or even just, you know, a lot of these true crime podcasts. Mine is just very fluid. If people cough, I leave it in there. Like, yep. because 
of my radio experience being so tight. Like you got a minute and a half to talk. <laughs> and so it's like, you know, it, cause I've mostly done shows, not yeah. like I'm, I wasn't just uh, on the air by myself. So but even in those conversations, it's so heavily edited down. If we would interview an artist, we'd have a 15 minute interview and we'd whittle it down to 90 seconds. Yeah. And so from that, I'm like, oh, this just doesn't have room to breathe. So I took that into podcasting as kind of my anti radio of if you were just sitting in the room with two people, this is what the experience you'd get. You get all the ums, you get the, oh, I brain farted unless it's real bad, then I'll edit it out. But like, that's to me what feels like more realistic than this highly polished um, thing of radio, which isn't bad. It's just that that's the choice I made um, in podcasting. But um, then I also borrow things that I've learned too of like, how do people listen? What are habits like? What's a commute like? Oh, your commute is 10 to 20 minutes long. Well, then I'm going to put in some 20, 10 to 20 minute long episodes so you don't have to break it up like Joe Rogan where you're going to have to, you know. Right. It's like taking on a second job to listen to like one of his episodes. It's so freaking long. Right. So it's, yeah, it's it's kind of, it's been a a learning experience of what I take from radio and what I choose to leave out. Yeah. And I think that's a really great point to make because that is a question that gets asked on my YouTube channel. I'm sure it's going to be asked on this uh, podcast and I get emails about it and people say like, well, what is the appropriate time for, or what's the appropriate length for a podcast? And like we referenced it, you know, in radio, we just, we leave, we just kind of we just kind of do it. It doesn't matter. There is the editing. Like I want to focus on this editing part that uh, you you brought up because this is one of the things that I think trips up a lot of podcasters. They say to me, well, "God, it takes me like six to seven hours to edit a podcast." I'm like, "Oh no! Like there, like there's no way you should be spending seven hours." on one podcast just to get it out for the next week if that's what you're planning on doing. There's no way. And then when I question them on like, what is it that you're struggling with? It's the ums, it's the uhs, it's the dead airspace. And then I try to communicate with them that it's not like podcasting doesn't have to be that way just because podcasters some podcasters do that where they could be storytelling doesn't have to be the rule doesn't have to be your rule if that's what you want it to sound like then yeah by all means go through that but that's going to take so much time so determining your format in determining your format and getting over those humps of the technology side of podcasting. Did you find yourself frustrated at any point in time during the podcasting process or did it come certainly more natural to you because you were already in radio? Um, I feel like it came more naturally to me again, I think because of radio, but also because of how much podcast content I consume. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been listening to podcasts for over a decade now. And so, and I, I just love that everybody has their own flavor. Like, again, there's not any rule of like, I listen to plenty of podcasts that leave the ums in. And I, I have found that most people don't notice unless you're the person that's list that you are interviewed and you're listening back. Like, I'm sure if I listen back to this podcast, I'm going to hear myself. I'm like, God, Amanda, how many crutches do you have? But (laughs) no one else is going to notice it. You know what I mean? You're just too close to it. So, um, yeah, I just think that it's all, again, it's a personal choice. And if you listen back to it and again, like have someone else listen to it because everybody is just too close to stuff. Like I'm too close to listening to my own podcast. I'll be like, Oh, that's trash. Like I hate that's my immediate kickback reaction is it's terrible. As long as I've been talking into a microphone since I was 16 years old, I'll still be like, 
So, (laughs) you know, if you have someone else, it'll give you real constructive criticism that's not as close to it as you. Because when you have a podcast, it's your baby. Like you care about it. So have someone else with different ears listen and kind of be like, this sounded fine to me or, you know, or just you might want to change this. This made me feel awkward or something. I just um, I think that. Yeah, I think everybody just gets hung up on what perfection is or whatever other people are doing. And I think that's as long as it's you, like it doesn't matter. And I think, again, that's what's so great about podcasting. If it's your choice and you're willing to be like somebody, you know, dogs you on it and you're like, I don't care. Right. Then you're you're solid in what you're doing and you believe in it, then that's all you need. Now, you know? let, let, I want to go a little bit further into this because there there is a self-confidence issue with uh, podcasters that you know, who aren't, you know, your Joe Rogans or whoever else may be, you know, some business owner. And there's this issue of confidence and <laughs> the YouTube channel generates a lot of this type of question is like, I hate the sound of my own voice. I hate how it sounds. That is what's keeping me from podcasting. How do you overcome those, you know, that hurdle of your voice sounding strange. I mean, I know that when I first started, like, just like you, your story is very similar to mine. When I was in junior high, I started listening to the radio station here in Phoenix. And then that was it. Like, that was it. That was the thing. But when I recorded myself on the tape recorder, I hated the sound of my voice. When I got into radio, I hated the sound of my voice. How do you overcome that hurdle to build more confidence to create a podcast and and take the the criticism as constructive as and not like as a dog well i would say i mean it's just a lot of practice because i was the same way and i even had one of my uh actually the first full-time job i had well first actually my first part-time radio job i was told i just sound too young i sound too green which is fair i was a teenager my first full-time job my boss told me i also sounded too young and um made me start smoking with him outside so I was <laughs> like that's a real story like, like, like you're like, talking smoke, like cigarettes right yeah i don't like smoke some camels outside yeah. the radio station with him because he thought i sounded too young on what yeah. fat fat the cat yeah and so, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I think that everybody hates the sound of their own voice at first. And it's just the more you do it, the more you kind of get over it. So I think that if you know it's not just me and it's not just your voice. I mean, you look at somebody like Howard Stern. It's yeah. not like he has this like big booming radio. I got the pipes voice. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and I feel like that is so old school anyway. Like mm-hmm. it does. It absolutely does not matter what your voice sounds like. It's the content. And everything falls back to what the content of what you have to say is like people will look past an annoying laugh. They'll look past your voice as long as they appreciate and enjoy what you're saying. And that's so you just kind of have to know that in your heart anyway. And you're just going to have to listen to your voice so much until you just kind of get over it. Right. Um, I mean, I got to the point, you know, I've been at the radio station. I was peeing in the bathroom and hearing my own voice (laughs) and you just don't even care anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And so you just kind of have to do that. And then also, yeah, just know that, and nobody's voice is perfect. And if, if Howard Stern can make it and he doesn't have that voice, then I mean, oh, my God, like, why can't anybody it comes with the territory? I mean, if this is what you want to do, this is just you're going to have to hear your voice constantly. I mean, that's the thing. And yeah. uh, I think positioning the I guess that trying to position yourself out of that. I hate the sound of my own voice versus 
how much impact do I want to make with my podcast? Do I want to entertain them? Do I want to educate them? Like, what is that trade-off for you? Are you going to worry more about your voice? Or are you going to worry more about creating content that people want to hear, just like how yours is? I mean, a podcast like yours, like Pound This, inspires, I don't know how many people around the nation, around the world, you, I mean, I don't look at download numbers as the metric sometimes that determines the impact. It's more about the message that you are delivering with the podcast. Would you agree with that? Oh, totally. And I think that's where people get really hung up on podcast downloads and thinking, First off, I think that if you're starting a podcast and you're doing it with the intention of making money, you're doing the wrong move mm-hmm. um, because it's so much freaking work and you never know like if there's going to be money behind it, especially at the current time of recording this monetization of podcasting is so weird. Like it's, you know, it's it's not the easiest thing to do. And I know that, um, you know, if you have like a, a hosting platform like Libsyn, they have to require what you get like 10,000 downloads or something like per episode before they'll even consider putting you into their monetization program or whatever. And even then it's just going to be like blue apron or something. Right. So um, again, if you're doing great content and you're doing something um, that's useful, people will pay you. I mean, I have a sponsorship for my podcast and I know that there's other people that have way less download numbers than me that also have sponsorships because they're so niche or niche or however you want to say it, that they, that there's, even if they have 50 listeners to that podcast, if it's something that a company finds value and you know that those are 50 very diehard fans and they will buy whatever you recommend or you're talking about. Let's say it's like fly fishing or something like mm-hmm. that. That's 50 people that are going to buy a product if they are involved in a podcast. So that has nothing to do with downloads. It's just about, you know, you having a passionate group of people. And if you think that if you showed up, like I, I hear this all the time about podcasting where people are so bummed about the numbers of like, oh, yeah. my God, I only got a thousand downloads this month or whatever. It's like, it's like, geez, I would wish for a thousand downloads a month, right? (laughs) Right. It's like, well, if I went into a room and a thousand people showed up to listen to me speak, that is something like that is freaking hard. If you've ever done any sort of live event trying to get a thousand people to show up, like good luck. And so to know that a thousand people made the choice to download your podcast is a win, not like, oh my God, it's not 2 million like Joe Rogan or whatever his numbers are. I don't know what his numbers are, but, um, that yeah it's yeah first don't get hung up on monetization just worry about having fun doing what you do whatever your mission is whatever your idea is and make sure you're following through and you're consistent with that first and then if you're worried about something like getting money then yeah it's has i don't think it has anything to do so with you're that saying money. what you're saying is that for this thing to work later down the line if you decide to go down a monetization route. And let me just say that monetization does not have to be in the area of a traditional sponsorship like you're hearing on podcasts. It can be it can come in many different forms. So what you're saying is that focus on the content to make it good to set yourself up later? Yeah, totally. I mean, if you do those things things will come to you. I mean, that's no guarantee, but I mean, out of anything, as long as you're having fun and you're proud of what you're doing, like that is the win. Like that needs to be 
the win. And, and this is a lesson I learned in radio as far as content goes is if you do the good content and you're not focused on the ratings or the money as a, a personality, not as a salesperson or a GM or whatever, right. but if you are just focused on doing things that people will enjoy listening to, the rest of the stuff will fall into place. Um, and I think that's very true of, of podcasting. Like it's, yeah. and also I just think such a big piece of that too is consistency because if you're not consistent, you're training people to bail on you. Yeah. So if you say you're going to do once a week, do once a week or don't do it at all. Like make right. sure you commit because those followers or listeners that you do have, even if it's five, if you tell them, tell them you're going to do one thing and you don't, and you do that two or more times, you're gone. You're out of rotation. And when it comes down to consistency, do you think there are outside activities to help you jump into that consistent schedule for podcasting? So for, say, for instance, I mean, I think maybe you know where I'm going with this. Um, would you say that taking up something that is a consistent activity outside of podcasting can really start carrying over into the consistency of your podcast? Like for you, I would imagine it would be fitness and nutrition. Yeah. I mean, and I think that it just goes into podcasting is because I care about it so much. So, I mean, a lot of people would have, I don't know if you've ever gone into the phrase pod, pod fading or pod fading. Yeah. Um, But pod fading, or I mean, by this point, I mean, to be three years into this, I I think is a win in itself. And it's just because I chose a topic that I'm very passionate about and I care about because I do live that in my everyday life. I do care about the food that I eat. I care about the exercise that I have. I care about helping other people. And so that keeps the podcast fun and fresh for me. Are there times where I'm like, oh, God, I can't think of anything and this sucks? Like, yeah, like it's just anything else. Right. But it's. There's never been a point in the past three years where I'm like, I'm going to stop doing this Um, because I chose something that is deeply ingrained in my life that I could talk about forever (laughs) and that I could talk about all day long. And it has a lot of different topics and a lot of different people that I can talk to in a lot of different areas. I mean, you talk about health, wellness, fitness, weight loss, sleep hygiene, all of these things. I mean, I, I did not, you know pigeonhole myself to just say weight loss. So I would be able to be consistent with something and always have something to talk about. And I usually, I mean, this is my specific podcast. I know every, a lot of people are creating stories and, and, you know, they're not, everybody's like talking about their life. Um, but I just feel like, and I lost my point. Well, I mean, I mean, I'll just pick up from right there. Everyone has a, a they, everyone who creates a podcast has a purpose for their podcast. So if you want to yeah. create seasonal podcast, you do 12 episodes, wait, wait a season just like you would see with like, I don't know, a Game of Thrones or, you know, yeah. something like that. And then go on to the next one versus someone who is creating a daily podcast or, you know, a three time a week podcast like you where it's still some form of entertainment or education that is it could be that one podcast that you create that you think, God, it sucks. This is horrible. I have no idea what I'm going to talk about. And you just go off the rails and talk about the thing that you thought was not going to make an impact. And that happens to be the one podcast that people resonate with. That happens every time. Every time. <laughs> this is kind of a, a rule of my life um, is if it makes me feel like I'm going to throw up, that means I'm supposed to do it. Yeah. And that's kind of what I live by, like the episodes where I'm like, this is trash. I want to delete it. I hate this. I, I it, and I'm like, ugh. I'm like, I make myself post it anyway. And those are always the ones that 
I get feedback on because, you know, having a podcast, you don't always get feedback. You don't know who's listening, really. You don't know what they yeah. think um, unless you give them a reason to reach out to you, which that being said, the podcast that I love and I've paid for their VIP, I have bought their crap as Keith and the girl. I've listened to them for over a decade <laughs> and I have never sent them an email. I've never given them any feedback. Yeah. I don't even know if I've written a review on iTunes. Oops. But it's like, <laughs> as a mega fan, I don't reach out to them. So the fact that, you know, that you do something that people would contact you over i think again that's such a huge win and is it like a thousand people or people like falling at your knees over it no but it's like but you made you evoked an, enough of emotion whether good or bad in somebody to make them contact you and go out of their way right it's, it's huge uh, yeah and i it's like when i was a teacher i was an i was a high school teacher and you know you go into every day and you teach students whatever lesson it is for that day and you wonder Am I even making an impact with these kids? Am I helping them do whatever it is that will help them become a better human being in the next five years or whatever? And little did I know back then that there was some form of an impact. It, it did not necessarily come in education. It came in the relationship that I was building with those students. And because I have run into students now since I've been in radio uh, full time that they come back to me and they say, you were one of my favorite uh, teachers, not because you were my favorite, because you were the human being that I could relate to and you're still that human being that I can relate to. So trying to become someone else other than who you are on your podcast might be, it, it, it doesn't resonate as well, just like how you do with your favorite podcasts. You clearly are a fan of that mm -hmm. podcast and yet you you know you haven't communicated with them you haven't sent them a note or anything like that so i think that is the lesson that we have to learn here for other podcasters is that that one episode that you don't want to put up should be the one that you're actually putting up it should be the one that you're 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 pushing yourself to the next limit i think you get that probably from your nutrition and exercise and all that right yeah, it's just um, and then for me, I, I just share so much. I mean, personal stuff that that's the stuff that's like, oh, my God, am I going to be judged for this, which is really why anybody is afraid to put anything up, whether yeah. it's about you or not. It's still coming from your brain. It's coming from your heart. It's something that you created. And it's really scary to put like your little baby into the world and you're just afraid people are going to crap on it. Right. And you know, sometimes people do. And that's just part of the game. Because again, if they do, this is a lesson from radio, you still evoked an emotion, even if they trash you, and they write a bad review, which sucks. And like, you hold on to that, you can't help it. Right. But it's like, also, they still went out of their way to listen to it. And they went out of their way to crap on it. So you sparked something in them. And that's, ultimately a win even though it doesn't feel good but i mean anytime in radio we you get haters or complainers or anything like that like at least the good bosses i had are like you're doing it right yeah because i cared yeah i mean uh you know the answer that I, that I give to people who hate my 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 program on the radio or whether it be this podcast or my youtube channel is like you have every opportunity to not watch listen to anything that i do but thank you for listening because it means so much to me you know yeah, right? you it's, like it like it's it's easy to turn everything off or unsubscribe or delete or change the station so yeah they're they you they they care yeah so thank you can keep listening i like if you want to keep hating keep listening because it's you're just helping me out i really appreciate that yeah. um i want to talk to you about 
this area where I want to go back into downloads and revenue, but I don't want to talk about downloads and revenue. I want to talk about the opportunities that you have opened up for yourself in terms of merchandise. So you and I, just as a reference for the audience, you and I met about, I think, a year, year and a half ago, and it was as a result of an email that your program director um, had reached out to someone in my in my market in Phoenix, looking for someone who was going to be talking about uh, podcasting and needed some help with maybe a possibly a YouTube channel. You just were exploring. I was looking, yeah, I was asking it because I had saw that your station like um, was doing stuff on Twitch. Oh, yeah. And so I was wondering because I do on my Instagram um, every Sunday I show my meal prep process. That's and where so I wanted to go. <laughs> I was wondering if that was worth going on Twitch or doing a YouTube thing or like, you know, I'm like, I'm not going to put all this extra work into something because this is all I mean, this podcast and everything for years was my side hustle. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, this is do I want to invest in this? I don't know how this works. Yeah. So we reached out to you. Yeah. So you I mean, ba- I mean, that was it. You reached out to me and we started uh, we started the conversation. We started the communication process. And this is when I started learning all about you. You're wildly inspirational for a lot of people. Um, but one of the things that you started doing that I noticed that you had already been doing was this process of meal prepping. Can you explain to the audience what that is and how it has opened up opportunities for you down the line? Um, well, I mean, I've I've been a I've learned through my own weight loss journey that I'm just meal prepping helps me. I've just basically what I do is take a Sunday and make everything for the week, which um they're not for everybody. Not a lot of people don't like making the same things every day. Don't worry. I have life hacks for that. I'm not going to go all into that <laughs> stuff. Right but it's like um, from just a couple years into my own weight loss journey, I just learned that that that's helpful to me. If the foods are already made, when I open the fridge, it's not digging around and making bad choices. Um, I ultimately do it because I'm lazy. So it's not like everybody's like, oh my God, it's so motiv- you know, you have so much motivation and you're such a hard worker. I'm like, I do it because I don't want to do that stuff. Right. Every day. I want to turn my brain off. And so um, from that, that's something that I've, I kind of did before I started doing it on Instagram. I just did like a couple Facebook lives of showing my meal prep process. And like, it, it was just beyond successful where I was like, man, that many people just want to watch me like cook chicken on a Sunday. Like that's interesting. And so what I, when I started to being consistent about it on Instagram, um, which is also my advice for social media, um, because I had shown a little bit of it after, I mean, this was already after I started this podcast. Um, this started as a new year's resolution in 2019 to make it more consistent was I try to use my social media as how is it helping somebody? I mean, there's so many influencers and stuff like that and they don't give you a damn thing. They're like, buy my thing or whatever. Look at my hot ass. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) but how is that helping me? Like, like, you look great, but what is that helping? How is this helping me at all? It's not, you're not giving me anything. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, well, what can I give to people? And people are interested in, how do you meal prep? And like, yeah. what recipes are you making up? I'm like, I, I use that as they're going to co- keep coming back to me because I'm giving you something. Mm-hmm. And so um, every Sunday since New Year's of 2019, I show my meal prep process on, on Sundays and I try to make it really fun. Also, because meal prepping doesn't have to be a snooze fest. Like I mess around with tiny hands and scream at my animals. And <laughs> I just like dance around the kitchen and show me setting off smoke alarms. Like it's not, you know, it's just like kind of real life sort of stuff. And because of that, 
it's it's also shown, I would guess, in, in a world right now, you think that people aren't appointment setting because everything is so on demand mm-hmm. that I can listen to this podcast whenever I want. I can watch this TV show on Netflix whenever I want. But for this, it's only lives on my stories for 24 hours from Sunday into Monday. So it is appointment setting. Like once it's gone, it's gone. So you've got to be there. Mm-hmm. And the analytics that follow that definitely reflect reflect that. I mean, the numbers that I have of people viewing my stories on a Sunday, sometimes quadruple. Mm-hmm. And so it's, you know, I because of that, I'm like, I have created a very highly engaged segment that can be sold. And so I can sell sponsorships or, Hey, do you want to be a part of this and put me, put a swipe up in the middle of this. And, um, that was just one of my, it was never in my intention starting that. That's not what I started it for, mm-hmm. but it kind of became that because it's so useful to people. And that's also the time that I promote my podcast the most. Like if you ever watch my meal prep Sunday on Instagram, you will notice here are links to my podcast that came out this week. I have a podcast. Don't forget. I have a podcast. Right. Right. So it's not only, it can be a tool to make money from other potential clients, which I have, but it's also just to promote me. And when I'm promoting my podcast and more people listen to my podcast, that also gives me another opportunity for revenue of not only do people watch me on this Instagram page, which could Instagram could get shut down tomorrow and it's gone. And that's what's scary about social media, Mm -hmm. but the podcast is mine. So as long as I'm kind of dragging some of those people over to know I have a podcast, I still have people here. Um, or I will, I haven't done this in a while, but, you know, engage people to sign up for my newsletter. So I have an email list and everything like that. So it's, that's how that kind of where I talked about how having the social media and the podcast where they kind of help each other out. Mm-hmm. It's, that's how they kind of, some people find the podcast first will follow me on Instagram or they'll find me on Instagram and follow and listen to the podcast. And it, it's, that I have found is the best way to use social media for it and not just to be like, here's my podcast episode, because that doesn't really do anything for people. I am not a fan of the audiograms or whatever they're called. Yeah. I personally never listen to them. Mm-hmm. All it looks like waveforms and I scroll right past it. Mm-hmm. I've never heard anything that made me want to listen to the episode. This is my own personal take at um, a at a podcast con- or a podcast movement last year, someone from TED Talks and NPR talked about how those also were unsuccessful for them. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that was successful for them was if it was a video that, again, helped somebody. If you're giving somebody a moment of help in that, and that will intrigue them to listen to more. Right. So, again, if you're going to use social media, which I think a lot of podcasters do as your main driver to let people know, here's a podcast to listen to make that social media valuable within itself. And once you're giving people value, then you know that they can find even more value on a podcast right. other than pimping out. I talked to so-and-so this week. Right. And that's where I think I liked the idea of the meal prep that you were doing because I try to, I try to give this example with uh, podcasters and anyone who's looking to go into that realm of, yeah, if I want to monetize, you're going to monetize, but will you make a million dollars out of it? Maybe not unless you're selling a training course and you've really got a highly engaged email uh, list. And even then I have found that uh, the training courses that I have bought into where it has been someone that, you know, was teaching me how to do, I don't know, video editing or start a business or whatever it may have been was it, it fell short with the questions that I had. So, 
when it came down to watching you doing your meal preps, I thought this is like going to Costco and getting the sample and <laughs> tasting the sample and going, oh, I like that uh, little Totino's pizza roll. You know, uh, that was good. I'm going to go back and get another couple samples, get another couple samples. And then pretty soon it's like, you know, I like these enough to where I'm just going to go get the whole box, you know. And so when I saw your meal prep, I was like, this is just her going a, a version of, of what Costco does. She gives them a sample of what she's doing, but you go far more in depth. I mean, sometimes your stories run deep. They run deep and you learn the exact process. And then you do say those things like, hey, by the way, I have a podcast. What better way? Then to pique someone's interest and to say, hey, I'm showing you how to cook something, but I have also talked about the reasons why maybe I've cooked this. And I talked to this person who's a nutritionist on my podcast, which yeah. is so great. Like, it's brilliant. And you just get a vibe of like who I am, of like my personality. Right. Like, if you like this, if you enjoy this, then listen to me talking deep dive stuff. And that's where um, something that's gone on for me in the past couple months because um, 2020 is a trash fire <laughs> is yeah. that I have been really struggling with depression and I've never really struggled with this before. Like where the color yeah. feels drained out of life and I'm like, I'm having a hard time dealing. Um, and it's like one of those things where everything's going great. Like how come this sucks so much and how come I can't stop crying today? Yeah. And it's, that's not something that I can, I I could, but I don't want to go into on mm. Instagram. That's something that I am going into on my podcast because that affects my healthy lifestyle. Right. And right. so by me going into these deep, I mean, a couple, like a month ago, I've just bawled on a podcast and I'm like, should I delete this? And I didn't. And I'm glad I didn't because it's mm. one of those things where I'm like the, the, the people that have reached out to me from that, has, it's just been insane. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm like being those vulnerable moments, but it's also where I've touched about that a little bit on Instagram of, hey, things are kind of changing for me right now. I'm kind of shifting around what I'm doing. And that's because I am dealing with some depression or I'm dealing with something right now. Please listen to my podcast so you can hear me explain this because no one wants to hear that like yeah. in Instagram stories or whatever. And like, I can't even... Like, what am I going to do? Post a picture of me holding like a pill bottle? Like, here's me in my antidepressant. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, like, it's not a laughing matter, but I get what you're saying. Right? Yeah. So it's like, but it's also one of those things where that is deeply affecting a lot of people this yeah. year. And that's in a very important topic. And, you know, if people that generally wouldn't listen to my podcast, you know, were, are happy to see this meal prep or whatever, not listen of like, but they care about you. They, again, the connection, they, they develop a relationship with mm -hmm. you and of like, Hey guys, I want you to kind of know what's going on with me right now. Here's an episode about this. If you kind if you want to know more about what's going on with me right now. Right. And, and then we'll go listen to that podcast and that just, then that deepens that relationship with them on a podcast to listen to more. So um, that's where they, it works really well, where it's like, I, sometimes you can express yourself and be on, in, on social media more. And sometimes it's in the podcast more, at least for me. Right. And how you can you know, balance them out and have them use each other. Sure. Now let's move into this area of, um, we talked about the meal prep, but now this has opened up, uh, some different areas of your life, uh, which, you know, are not necessarily depressing, but they are also, uh, they're more about, uh, branding, 
for yourself. And this was something that really, like I was so happy that this was existing for you. You have come out with your own coffee with a part you've partnered, I believe with someone, right? So tell me a little bit about this partnership and and tell me a little bit about the products that you have done, uh, that help your audience. Um, well, it kind of started with, well, with me, uh, leaving the radio station Mm -hmm. and then having a plan of like, how do I, you know, launch into an entrepreneur, which I, I've never done before. I don't know anything about business. This has been a very much a growth year. Hey, a big <laughs> tip for you. Most entrepreneurs don't know what the hell they're doing. So oh, I know that's what everybody tells me. And that's, you know, what I have really learned too is just entrepreneurs are so my people. Yeah. Like if, the most passionate, caring people that are also kind of like, oh my God, I'm going to lay in the road today. <laughs> so, so true. So true. <laughs> But so through that, um, I started an LLC um, the end of last year, and I started that as Amanda Valentine Bites, and it's one of them is Bites has multiple reasons of just kind of like pound this kind of sounds like porn, and so does <laughs> uh, Bites, but it can mean multiple things, and so, um, and plus it was just kind of a, a wink to myself that working in radio, I've never owned myself, I've never owned my own name, it was always owned by someone else, so now I own my own name, which is fun. Right. And so, and, and just starting some of those products were things that um, came up during the process of me doing all of this and things that I, I couldn't do um, on my own. And, and so I'm like, I, I really is such a big believer in small business and um, you know, just I'm all about helping these small businesses. Again, I just love entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And so one of them I had worked with was a seasoning company and we had talked about making stuff together, doing stuff together and I'm like, oh, I just really can't. And then when it came out to me being my own business, I'm like, hey, like, let's do something together. Um, we originally talked about, because I say on my meal prep all the time, chicken titty, um, right. chicken yeah. titty seasoning. Um, but that that wasn't where they were at, at the time. So we came out with um, a bagel seasoning, which was super cool. And I still think it's one of the coolest experiences. So what they did is they came up with multiple formulations, would send them to me in like packets that were like one, two, three. And then I would tell them which one was my favorite. And we did that multiple times until we honed down the one that I really liked, which was cool. So it's kind of like a collaboration, which that's what the whole thing was. And um, that's been really successful. Those guys are freaking great. And um, yeah, I I just love that they are willing to work with me and how we, um, I mean, we've sold a lot of bagel seasoning this year. And I know, you know, from people that listen to my podcast and follow me on Instagram is just, again, it's just the secret for me is like of healthy eating is like you don't it doesn't have to be this plain ass chicken broccoli rice even though i actually right. like that it's it's all in how you season things or you know how you make them and i think i mean to everything bagel seasoning i i eat an insane amount of it so to have like my own that i actually prefer than any other one that i've had is super cool so there there's that and that's available now the coffee was another thing too with them a local coffee shop here and that it it was interesting. So we kind of came up with the concept of like, you know, because I'm, I'm way in a bad zone with coffee. Like, <laughs> oh, you know, I understand, coffee. man. man. And so, um, you know, we talked about my favorite, my having my favorite blend there and selling that too of like, because I'm a believer of like using coffee versus a pre-workout. That's a bunch of chemicals and crap. Right. And so it's like, here's another option of things that, you know, of not only just promoting other people's products, of th- which I will only do, and I've done this my entire career, that I actually really believe in and I use. I won't 
pimp out something just for a buck. Um, and so that, you know, I love this coffee shop. I think you should use coffee as a pre-workout versus using just a, a powder mix from some company that I, you know, who knows what the hell's in there. Right. Same thing with this. Here's a handcrafted bagel seasoning where you're supporting a local business or a small business. If you don't live here in Cincinnati mm-hmm. and, um, like you both were and then super successful and something I'm really proud of too is um, as soon as the pandemic hit, um, I came up with the idea and pitched it to the hospital who's a sponsor of my podcast and the coffee company of like, let's really help the healthcare workers. How can we help the healthcare workers? How about can people buy bags of the coffee and we donate it to, you know, people on the front line so they can stay caffeinated and, and motivated and and through that. So through that, we, you know, that was really successful for like a month, you know, until people stopped caring about healthcare workers again. Right, I know. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but when people <laughs> really cared about healthcare workers right. at the beginning of the pandemic, um, you know, we had you know, hundreds of pounds of coffee that went to the the hospital to help frontline workers. So then there was a way of not only supporting small business and the things that I believe in, but it's like, then it's also helping the community. So um, it's just been really cool. And those things wouldn't have happened. I couldn't create those things on my own. Again, it's just through the people I've met through my podcast. I mean, every connection that I've made, it is very meaningful to me right now is all from my podcast. Right. I've interviewed people that have recommended me to people or reached out. And again, the the networking you can find from just doing your own podcasting is amazing too. And through that networking, I was able to create these products that I would have never dreamed of or could ever possibly really do on my own. So the main lesson here is to say, uh, do your podcast, regardless what other people think, continue to push, just push at it every single day, work at it every single day. Am I wrong or right or what? No, totally. I mean, yeah, I would just, I I would say that, you know, do it as long as you have passion for it. Right. Of like the moment that, you know, you don't like, I even do this too, even with three episodes a week and I'm try to be fiercely consistent with that. If there is a time that I just don't feel it and I don't have a podcast for that day, I'm like, I'm not going to put out crap just so I can stick to it. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm going to choose to take a break that day because I would rather skip a day and be a little inconsistent than to put out something that I'm just putting to put out there. Right. So I think it's, yeah, it's important that you're, it, that you just do it to the point where you're like, this is good. This is what I want to put out there. I'm not doing this because I said I was going to do a podcast and ugh, just crank it out. Right. Right. Amanda Valentine, part of the podcast. I'm sorry, the pound this podcast. Uh, <laughs> oh, I like it, the pardon me podcast. The pardon me pod, the porno part podcast. I can't, can't get it right. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda, how can people get in touch with you if they want to check out your podcast and your Instagram? Uh, my, well, I have a couple websites. It's poundthis.com, also not porn. Um, Amanda Valentine bites.com. <laughs> The podcast is wherever you listen to podcasts. Right. It's everywhere. Um, and my Instagram is you can pound this, which sounds even more like porn. <laughs> but it's very catchy and people like to look at it. I know. I know. I, I check it out. So thank you so much for being on today's podcast. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Not a problem. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right. Later. All right, later.
So I hope you learned a little something from Amanda and how she runs her podcast. And hopefully that you can see that uh, creating a podcast on your own doesn't necessarily have to come with rules. It comes with you making your own rules, just knowing whenever you can break them. That's really what this is all about. So I hope you learned something valuable. Now, if you have questions for Amanda, you I would encourage you to go ahead and reach out to her. But if you have questions about podcasting itself, uh, I highly encourage you to reach out to me by going to thepodcasttherapist.com, scrolling down on that page and you can see the contact me section and you can leave a voicemail or a uh an email itself uh, i'm sorry an email i should say that i should slow down on my speech leave me a voicemail or an email and uh, i promise you that i will get back to you now as far as those responses that i have gotten over email i have collected some uh responses over email and some voicemails as well so what we're going to do specifically on thursday so that i'm not leaving you hanging thursday we are going to dedicate just the whole podcast episode uh, to Q&A Thursday. That's what it's going to be, just a Q&A Thursday. And the episode may be shorter, it may be longer. I don't know what it will be, but I want to be able to answer those questions for you, the podcaster. So get your questions in right now by going to thepodcasttherapist.com and of course, reaching out to me on that contact me section. I'll be more than happy to answer that question for you. And I want to encourage you to also jump on over to Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and review if you find it, uh, this podcast useful or any of the podcasts that I create useful as well. So I want to thank you again for listening to this week's episode of The Podcast Therapist. I'll be talking to you again on Thursday and answering those questions. Have a great week, everyone. See ya. Cast Therapist. Mixdown Media Productions.